Hey, husband and wife podcast hosts. Hey, Hi, Logan. Logan. I guess you guys probably saw that I made some changes based on comments that you made in the podcast. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I hope that you won't consider that to be pandering. Ah, uh, wow! Welcome back, everyone, to Random Thoughts. So, I'm husband. And I'm wife. And we also have with us, as she said, a very special guest who we're going to let introduce ourselves. You may remember him from a few months ago, or you may remember him from more recently if you've been hanging around the Facebook group. But let's turn it over to Logan. I'm Logan. Uh, also, I'm the creator of the RetroWow TCG Facebook group and have been hosting tournaments at Gen Con for the last couple of years. Would you say you are the Retro WoW TCG group supreme leader? Uh, I prefer Presidente for life. Ah, El Jefe. Yeah, if you can't tell, husband finally saw Star Wars this weekend. So. Yeah, we finally got around to it. To, well, she saw it a few weeks ago, but I finally got the chance to. So, it's on the, on the brain. <laughs> what about you, Logan? Before we dive into everything, have you seen the new Star Wars yet? Uh, I have not. Uh, I watched some critical reviews of it. I saw some stuff that, uh, was spoilers. I don't normally care about spoilers, but they did turn me off of the film. I'm not particularly excited about, spoiler tag here, uh, Carrie Fisher's cold, dead corpse reanimating itself and then supermaning <laughs> through space. I will say that after having seen it, because I had a similar concern the way, because I'm also one that doesn't really particularly care about seeing spoilers ahead of time, so I knew a lot of the things that went on, and it didn't really bother me. So maybe when it comes around on Netflix or DVD, you can check it out. I, I liked it overall. Uh, I'm sure that I'll watch it, and I won't dislike it or anything. I just don't know if I'm going to take the time to see it in the theater, because I wasn't a big fan of... Uh... Uh, Rogue One, or, uh, ooh, I'm Force blanking Awakens. out on the title of Episode 7 right now. I think uh, it was Force Awakens, right? Yeah, yeah Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. I was not a big fan of either of those. Neither was Husband, but he liked this one. Well, we didn't see Rogue One yet, but that's, true. We'll, uh, that's another thing on the to-do list. I'm not a big movie person, so it was an event to actually go out. Which, yes, it was. Since Wife is such a huge movie person, it's a big deal for her. Yes, it is. I will go to any movie. I don't care if it has the worst ratings known to man. I will see it five times if I'm given the option. It's true. So anyway, uh, as Logan said, dear listener, he is the head of the Retro Wow TC group and really the man we all have to thank for kind of getting everybody back together and at least centralized. We have a starting point, a nucleus where all of us Wow TCG nerds can meet and we can discuss things. And we actually thanks to Logan, also have some new things to discuss. Yes, we do. So, Logan, one of the first questions we wanted to ask was, what made you even want to kind of go down this road with the Missa Pandaria slash Monk set? Well, uh, Missa Pandaria is kind of an aside, really. All I cared about was making some kind of new content to encourage people to uh, either reinvigorate their interest or 
decide that they hate what I did and <laughs> they just want to play with the old cards. Um, something that uh, I've, I've learned from other people working in TCGs is even if uh, your content is not particularly well received, uh, something is better than nothing for uh, getting uh, player activity uh, going again. And uh, in some ways, having things that people do disagree on is even better than everybody liking what you produce, because then it, it spurs some discussion. I think you're absolutely right about that. And that's a very good point when considering the, uh, let's say, patchy history the game has had at certain points, uh, that there wasn't always a unanimous community supporting exactly what the official product was. So there were certainly times where people weren't exactly thrilled with the direction the game was going in one way or another. And I think you're absolutely right in what you just said, that essentially no publicity is bad publicity to some extent. <laughs> it gets people talking about it, gets people interested. But from what we've seen and what's going on with the set that you've been creating, personally, I loved it. Like it, yeah. Aside from the general excitement of new stuff, it's the specific cards have me really excited to sleeve them up. Which I guess leads us to our next question. What is your favorite card from your new set? I knew you have a favorite. You know you have a favorite child. Every parent says they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, Chiba of the New Morning. Ooh. The idea is very simple. Um, basically have an ally trade it for a weapon temporarily. But for purposes of clarity and getting it to function on the table the way that uh, I wanted, it sort of required some interesting new design for both um, rules technology and templating technology, uh, which you've probably noticed that uh, several cards in the set use templating that are pretty different from the format that was used uh, during the sort of last Cryptozoic era with right. regards to tokens. Um, and yes. I think that they did what they did for um, ultimate readability of cards, but there's a certain amount of trust that I'm putting in people to sort of intuit uh, certain elements and then also answer certain questions before they come up. Um, equipment tokens in particular were very uh, poorly defined in the old template, and uh, we've put a lot more information into any card that makes equipment tokens, which we'll plan on using some more down the line as well. And that makes sense. It's definitely an unexplored design space that I think has a lot of potential. Definitely with this particular card, and it's exciting to hear that the implication that there's more things coming down the pipe aside from this set. Now, is that something that you're planning on just to take that vein a little bit farther? Are you intending to, this is the Pandaria set, this is self-contained, Will you'll certainly rework things or re-examine them, and then will there be a clean break for set two? Or is it a kind of gradual, we'll slowly add things to the Pandaria set? 
Well, the intention is for each release to be relatively self-contained in the same vein as doing a core uh, or contemporary type format. If things are organized into sets, it helps people to organize formats as well. And it also sort of sends some messaging to players about what things, as designers, we hope will work together and where they could look for other things um, to include in their deck designs. But probably there will be sort of a clean break at some point, just a stage where I go, we aren't going to do any more edits to the Mist of Pandaria cards, which honestly... At this stage, I'm thinking we're probably not going to do any more um, functional edits to the cards. There might be uh, templating clarifications that come up. Makes or sense. Or if, if a typo gets caught, which I don't think there will be. I think we've been pretty thorough in that. That's um, for sure, yeah. yeah but at, at some point, we have to call it kind of fully baked right. and move on to the next project. That makes sense. Now you, uh, oh, I, I wanted to go back to one thing really quick. Yeah, sure. Because while I was talking uh, at length, I remembered something from one of your previous episodes. Uh, you you <laughs> brought up Chiba of the New Morning because you were like, who is this guy? I don't know who he is. Yeah. And uh, I made that name up. Oh, uh, okay. There we go. It's supposed to be a reference to Sonny Chiba, the martial arts movie star. <laughs> ah, okay. I, I'm going to have that fly over my head. I'm, I miss most of the 80s. For the all 90s. the all the movie watching she does, she has some glaring blind spots. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, and he's not the most popular martial arts star either. He's not, like, as well-known as uh, Jackie Chan or Jet Li. Of course. Right. So that's actually a, a pretty interesting factoid. So, to, again, to kind of take something out of the air, are there any others that you snuck in references that people may not? Or do you want to keep them secret, see if people discover it? There is at least one other. Uh, I don't know if anybody else will pick up on it because it's fairly veiled. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe somebody will mention it and it'll be fun to see what they think. Okay, yeah, that is an interesting callback, too, because Blizzard games are known for the pop culture references and sure. other things along those lines. So it's, it's awesome that you were able to sneak that in as well. So yeah. one, one thing you mentioned, and I think why yeah. you were about to ask this, yeah, but... Uh, so you said there are other designers. Will, will you give us a shout-out on who they are, what they've done, all that good stuff? Yeah, so the two people who worked with me on this project were, yeah, uh, he hates when I try to pronounce his name correctly, so I'll say it the Western way, uh, Jacob Silvermark, who uh, is in the group, though he's uh, fairly quiet in there, and uh, Andrew Teske, who has also uh, helped me with uh, additional moderating duties on the Facebook page. Awesome. Um, Andrew Teske's primary contribution was towards equipment in the set uh, because something that he was pushing for and I think is a good idea is a full suite of talent equipment cards for each class. Uh, and uh, he sort of laid this, the groundwork for some of the equipment that went into the Monk set and that led into some of the other mechanical space that we explored. Um, Jacob sort of took some of my uh, more uh, unnecessarily convoluted ideas, like <laughs> pushing combo really hard and sort of rein me back in. Um, so now combo is mostly like a flavor text thing with the exception of the Windwalker talent weapon, which I think is kind of a fun interaction. Um, and That's for uh, sure. 
Also, yeah. uh, a couple of like strong enabler cards were things that you suggested, like the uh, flying serpent kick that lets you basically flash any ability out. Uh, right. Which I think is uh, one of the like sort of sleeper cards for the set. Uh, so you you skipped ahead on our checklist. Yeah. I'm say, <laughs> what do you think is a sleeper card? But you got there already. Are there any others that you are without? I mean, as a designer, I can only assume that you don't want to give too much away. Part of the excitement is as the rest of us go through the list and uncover things and come to the realization of something that you designed months ago. But is there any other, or are there any other secrets that you're willing to let on that you're really excited about seeing how they shake out? Uh, well, I can tell you an interaction that I hope people play, but I think is not good enough. Okay. okay. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I hope that people stagger huge packages of damage and then use Inventor's Focal Sword to move it over to other characters. Ooh, that does sound pretty spicy. Now, uh, I, it's not too bad. Like, uh, an unpreventable dot is a fairly uncommon thing, so. That is true. And I we had mentioned it in some of our reviews, and just to reiterate it, it's, it's exciting to be able to look at these new cards and how do either the monks happen to overlap with some of the equipment or maybe some of the other unknown cards. There's a lot of neutral things that I do want to try and see if maybe they can earn a deck slot, those sort of things. In general, it's just super exciting to have new stuff to talk about in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I, uh, I felt the same way when I was playing the uh, Magi Nation fan sets, and I felt the same way when I was playing... Uh, the the retro DVZ uh, format, which I'm still hoping we can we can get that back up and running. It's sort of taken a backseat to Timbito's Fusion format, which mm -hmm. uh, is is a, is a strong game, but it's not the one that I love per se. And also, you know, we're usually running our events at the same time, so I haven't had a right. chance to play recently. Understandable. Well, speaking of those events, um, so how do you foresee the monks working out in Classic? How do you plan on incorporating them? What are we doing at Gen Con? Uh, well, as far as the main event, uh, the, the one that will continue to be called the Retro WoW TCG Classic Championship, um, that's going to just be... Um, the same thing will maintain a small, um, basically as trim as possible band list to encourage diversity in the format. And Monk will just be added to the list of legal sets for that format. Mr. Pandaria will be. Okay. Awesome. That's pretty exciting. So all you people out there listening, start brewing and get excited. Cause if you haven't noticed Gen Con tickets actually go up what this weekend? Sunday. Yeah. I don't know when you have to get the events submitted, Logan, but we're we're excited and we're blocking out time to make sure we can get our passes. Yeah, event submission won't open up until February, I believe. Uh unless you're a um industry uh event sponsor. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think they've um, already had their time. Yeah, but uh, there there hasn't been any issue with getting uh, an adequate amount of space or the the time slots I've I've asked for in the past couple of years. So awesome. I think that'll be no problem. Uh, we might pull people and see which days they prefer to play on this year. Uh, I know last year I sort of set set things to like give myself a breather, um, but uh, that's acceptable. You're allowed to do that <laughs> every once yeah, in a while. We'll uh, allow it. Well, I can still work it in there. Just I need to find out what days people will want to do. Because, like, Saturday is kind of the, 
the no-brainer response for what day do you want to play a tournament. But the thing is that there's so many events going on on Saturday, that's not always the best option for people. Right. It has been a challenge even for us for other events because a lot of the things such as WoW or for the Harry Potter TCG or even newer stuff like the Verse 2 PC, 2 PCG, that, that acronym's terrible. Uh, <laughs> they, it, it is way too many things to say, but point is, is that there are, as you said, a lot of things going on. And also, even Saturday is, that's the the main day. So that a lot of yeah. people are coming in because they get weekend passes, they want to see the rest of the show, those sort of things. So it, I can certainly sympathize with how tough it is to try and find a good time slot. Yeah, unfortunately, the best four days of gaming is only four days of gaming. I exactly. know, it should be like a month and a half of gaming, and here we'll write you a note to your boss for why yeah. you should get off of it. Yeah, work. we'll all write sick notes to each other's bosses, and then we'll, we'll all call it out and see what we can do. It works, right? So, I don't really use sick notes, I just have sick leave to take when I need to. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't work in a career where that's a thing, so I, I, get, I still get notes signed by my physician. It's, uh, you never you never leave elementary school sometimes, I guess. No, you know. <laughs> so back to, to bring it back in. So we had talked about sleeper cards. We talked a little bit about the background for the set. And we talked briefly about where you think potential future sets for this. Is there anything that was left on the cutting room floor that you feel like you either have to make it fit some other set or you really wish it could have existed or you had mentioned some of the really zany out there ideas that you had to get reined in on. Anything from behind the scenes? Uh, well, I think that none of the ideas were so out there that they might not be used down the line. The one thing that definitely did get sort of ruled out fairly early on was doing a uh, double class monster hero with Monk. Okay. Um, we didn't want to overlap with any of the existing double-class monsters, um, so we sort of said, we'll, we'll set that aside, maybe we'll come back to it later. That's pretty fair. I did certainly see that, try and control the scope on this, especially as the first outing. Was right. there ever, and I'm assuming this is going to be a similar answer, and we didn't put this on our question list, so I apologize for blindsiding it, but was there at any point an interest in bringing in, say, like one class card for the other classes in this set? There was. Um, that was something that uh, actually Andrew Teske pushed for pretty heavily mm -hmm. uh, because uh, of the designers in the group, he is the one who like plays the Morpeg um, still and has consistently for a long time. He's, he's a big fan of it. Um, and he's been a huge resource uh, to us as somebody who really has a good feel for what the game is like right now, okay. uh, especially at the top levels of play. And um, he, as a player in the Morpeg, is not a big fan of monks as a class. <laughs> um, I can imagine. Basically, we, we talked it out and came to the conclusion that like monks have one talent spec brewmaster which is interesting and the other two are just kind of slapped on yep yeah i mean even if they weren't even if they did have their own dedicated themes i feel like brewmaster is going to overpower it anyway <laughs> right uh and we we wanted to keep the three talent spec distribution 
that was in the Morpeg. Uh, I'm kind of getting off topic, but uh, I will say that we are really excited about the fact that Demon Hunters only have two talent specs. (laughs) Yeah, I can see why and how it can quickly spiral out of control, or maybe not out of control is a very good descriptor, but it certainly could become overwhelming very quickly with the way the game is laid out. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does actually come back to the original question, which is why did we not put in class cards for the other classes in this set? Um, and it basically comes down to we didn't feel like there were any gaps in the classes that we were ready to, or that we felt were necessary to address at this stage. Um, and while we want to give people new toys for their favorite playsets, we wanted to encourage focus on examining the new set first. Um, And we felt that other classes might kind of detract from that. That makes sense. And I I think that, well, I'm just not to repeat myself, but it makes sense to focus the Mr. Pandaria set on monks in general anyway, in addition to everything that you just described. So, I have a question. So, when you were designing it, was it more top-down, or was it more bottom-up? I think that, for me, since I'm not familiar with the the Morpeg, then it it has to be Um, bottom-up. Some of the designs, like uh, Andrew Teske's contributions, were more top-down, because he could say, so, this is what happens in the lore, and why this class can do this. And that's just something that I can't do without dedicating way more time than I have to spend in <laughs> learning how to play World of Warcraft. You don't, you don't want to uh, learn the whole history of the entirety of Azeroth. Come on. Um, but uh, the... Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm wandering here. No, no, that's fine. Feel free to take this. This is really open-ended, so it's just however however comfortable you feel about sharing the trade secrets of how you really, you know, develop this incredible set. Okay, so top-down and bottom-up design are useful monikers, but they're a spectrum. Um, Very frequently, you will have, like, Portions of a design come from a top-down place, and then other portions come from a bottom-up place. And I, I think that is more where I was at with the, the general framework of the set, because, uh, you know, as I talked about a while ago, my starting point was doing research and learning at least, like, uh, Pandarans and Monks 101-type audit on what was in the game and what had been missing from the tabletop. Makes sense. And that's, honestly, that's kind of where I was even coming into looking at this set. As we mentioned a few times, Wife has been playing WoW even after I had stopped, whereas my experience was all the way back to Warcraft 3. Well, Warcraft 1, really. but yeah. uh, So we together we managed to figure it out. But Yeah, eventually <laughs> we got there. So let's take a step back from the set, which I'm sure we'll come back to, but we want to kind of do a little bit of a silly thing that we had done with Pat Eshke. So we're going to do some rapid fire 
pretend it's a BuzzFeed quiz, middle school personality test questions. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll have a little fun with it. And if you, if you feel you want to ramble about any particular answers, feel free. It's not a problem. Sure. So right. wife's going to rifle through them real quick. All right. So are you ready? I am. All right. Alliance or Horde? Horde. Good. Dogs. Good answer. <laughs> Dogs versus cats. Dogs. Good. Two for two. <laughs> Constructed versus limited. Limited. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, zombies or vampires? Werewolves. Acceptable. <laughs> All right. We'll t- judges will allow it. <laughs> um, your favorite athletic activity? Mm, fencing. Nice. Nice. Uh, combo control or aggro? Control. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Star Trek. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll all right, all right. Pizza or Stromboli? Stromboli. Yes. Nice. Um, your favorite season? Summer. Darkwing Duck or Batman? Now that's a really tough one. Right? <laughs> uh, I guess I, you know, I haven't gone out of my way to read the Darkwing Duck comics, so oh, you, you have, have to. to. Batman. Oh, oh, I'm telling you so right now. so close to the, good answers. The Darkwing Duck comics are actually very interesting, and there are, it's not just the Batman ripoff. Kind of so that I, I, I know at least a little bit about it, but you want to know the weird thing on that is I have read the Magicka Dispel comics. Nice. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. They, I, it's funny because I'll be honest, when I first went into the, the Darkwing Duck comics, I was expecting the parody. It's a, it's a Batman parody. Right. But it turns out they actually put some effort into the stories. So, for example, not to spoil too much, but... They literally have Duck Thulu. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, it, it takes stuff in a really bizarre direction in some of these. So, that was our quick weird-ass uh, question. Oh, we went wool gathering at the right time, then. <laughs> so, um, let's bring it back to WoW. Go yeah. ahead, So, um, this, even going beyond the sets, um... What is, like, your favorite WoW memory that you've had through your time playing WoW? Uh, That is pretty easy. In the second year of the game, when uh, Fires of Outland was brand new, which I guess it's not even really the second year, it's, like, on the tail end. Yeah. And they, they had started getting the Spectral Safaris up and going. Um, and these are the original ones where it's Spectral Tiger. Um, I played at a sealed deck uh, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I had uh, a really strong deck, and I was feeling great going into round three, and I played against Tim Bateau, and we talked a little bit before we got started. We were both comfortable with time and everything, so we weren't too worried about being, you know, on the clock. And... Bateau wrecked me. (laughs) Uh, And he uh, said that he did not feel good about his deck. He was shocked that he had beaten me. Um, And uh, he did not think that he could go XO with his 
his build, basically, his seal. And so he filled out the slip with the uh, win in my column. And uh, I, like, thanked him so much. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get this back to you. So uh, at the end of the day, when I won the event, uh, I gave him all my booster packs and took home the tiger. That's awesome. That's a pretty cool story. I like this, that. This just proves, and this is something I've said before, that the WoW community is so much better than like any other card community, and it remains as such. Yeah, we've since, obviously, been playing other card games, and it's one of those you always end up comparing it back to what you had been through. And honestly, I still come back to the fact that I've never met a better community than the WoW TCG community. And stories like that, I could, I've definitely known plenty of people who would have been uh, dream crushers in Tim's place. Or if they were in your shoes, they would have said, thanks, sayonara, and walked off with everything anyway. So, but yeah, that's, that's just a nice story. That's like heartwarming. <laughs> um, I'm sure that at least one person will say, that's collusion. You guys are just... Uh, they can fight no. me. <laughs> that's, there's, there's a definitive line between collusion and that yes (laughs) so other questions we had you had mentioned that was your favorite memory was there a favorite format that you had or favorite time span or block or anything like that was there a particular design that spoke to you or design thread or certain card any sets anything like that uh it's definitely um the so I'll have two answers here. For limited, it's triple scourge war, nice. And for constructed, it's full block scourge war. So after Ice Crown was out. Okay. Was there a specific deck that drew you to that? Or I mean, obviously triple scourge war was a very in- <laughs> interesting format. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's it's a very powerful format. That is for uh, sure. Yeah. It, it had a lot of. Um, strong bombs like army of the dead being at rare meant that it showed up at you know about one out of two tables and sometimes it would be in multiples um i i will say i don't think i ever drafted death knight uh in scourge war uh because i knew how heavily sought after it would be at any given table and it always paid off to just let two players fight over death knight cards and like draft hunter or shaman myself. That's fair. And I've definitely taken the same tack myself in other formats. I know in, for example, the world breaker limited format, shaman wasn't always really very popular, but I distinctly recall it in ACC. I was fortunate enough to open a firelands. So made it very simple to go down that route. And because it wasn't popular, you don't have exactly the situation you were describing, trying to fight with one or potentially two other people at the table for scraps. Right. Uh, and uh, as far as constructed goes, uh, I think that that point in the game was probably because of the high average power level for all classes and uh, faction options. Uh, I think that we had the biggest diversity of potential decks uh, at that point. When I went to Realm Champs Duratar during that season, I played a Recklessness Warrior deck, uh, which 
if you don't remember the card recklessness, it's a two-cost ongoing that you put a counter on on every one of your turns, and then anytime your hero would deal or be dealt damage, it's plus the number of counters that are on recklessness. I think I tried uh, that to talk white into that. that a singleton copy of Foam Sword Rack. It's really? Yes. <laughs> that is spectacular. That's uh, and a, I, I top it with that deck. That is a pretty... I feel like I remember seeing that deck list at some point, probably on the forums or something, and going, wait, what? <laughs> but that is that is some pretty fantastic super secret tech. It was a lot of fun. I can imagine, yeah. I, I think I agree with you that that's one of, if not my favorite, constructed era, I would say. Right. So do you have any other games that you're playing now other than WoW? Uh, well, I have a magic cube that I've been maintaining since 2007. Oh, dear lord. And, uh, right. it's, it's, I think, the best cube. I, I think everybody else's is slightly inferior when it comes <laughs> to the overall levels of uh, play, complexity, and fun. Um, I will agree with you, mainly because the last thing I played in magic was Slivers. Um, and that was about it. Now, to be fair, slivers could be a number of different errors at this point. Yeah, well, this is true. Yeah, slivers have been at least a tier two deck every time they've been printed. That's true. Uh, But uh, I haven't played Constructive Magic in quite some time. I still follow it enough to, like, keep an eye on where prices are going to go, because I have to shop for the the shiny versions of cards for the cube. Of course. Other games... Uh, no, no TCGs right now. Um, Not I, even the new Dragon Ball I, Z. I, I haven't got anybody around to consistently get games in. Uh, I know that story. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I know that story very yeah. well with a number of games. You did mention Magi Nation. Not to shift back to something old. Were you big when the game was was still living for that? I was. I was very young when the game was alive. Um, so I loved playing it, but I didn't do well. <laughs> it's one that we still have in the basement, and I still try and coax wife into playing every once in a blue moon, but it's, it's between so playing... Yeah, she loves the artwork, and I love the uh, mechanics of it. I, I love the artwork, I love the references in the game. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite stacks is Ba Weep Grana Minibone. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one gets me all the time. But, uh... I, I, I'm sad that that game ended when it did and, and how it did. The the only good thing that came out of it was that it freed up some of the design team to go work on the spoils. So, That's true. You know, silver linings, I guess. Yes. There's always something that you can find. Well, hopefully always find something. <laughs> yeah. So, of all the games you've played, um, all the games you are playing, have played, what is your all-time favorite game and why is it the WoW TCG? <laughs> uh... <laughs> There is no one answer to that question, um, even though I wish it were the WoW TCG. <laughs> um, it probably changes from one day to the next, depending on how uh, like crunchy of a rule set I want to play. On days where I want to play something that's super tightly designed and really crunchy, and it's basically a solved game that just comes down to playing very well, uh, I might want to play the EVE CCG. Um, 
something where, you know, I shift a little bit away from that. I think it's probably the spoils. Right in the middle is the WoW TCG. So, like, on most days, it's my favorite card game. I but, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, when you want to play a certain type, you want to play that game. Yeah. Some days my favorite card game is Hero Clicks, a la 2012. Nice. Ah. Speaking of minis games, real quick, you did you happen to play the WoW minis game? I never did. Uh, the The problem with that was that they always held the events for it at the same time as the TCG, and I was already bought in on the TCG. Very true. I, I had a similar problem. I distinctly recall going to a Realm Championship, I think, and I was there hanging out. I got ninth, of course, so I'm hanging out watching the top eight on Sunday. And I said, oh, the minis game is there. And I was talking to some of the guys in between rounds, and I think they said they have, like, six people total. It never <laughs> – unfortunately, it never seemed to really take off, and I can understand why they kind of left it by the wayside when transitioning from upper deck to Cryptozoic. Although yeah. wife and I just recently, because you can pick up basically 100% of them really cheap now. Right. So we we tried it out, and the game's pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. I definitely enjoyed it. So, now, we might be playing completely wrong, but... <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we screwed up the rule set, yeah. so... <laughs> so, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, was there anything that you wanted to throw in about either the new set, any favorite memories, other games, any shout-outs, anything you want to plug? Uh, I guess plug-wise, I'll say that um, the last of the commissioned art is currently scheduled for a week from Friday. Nice. Um, after that, we'll be putting the tabletop simulator files out, um, which will probably take a, about a week for turnaround time. Um, and everybody should thank uh, KingSpark uh, from Reddit for that. Uh, they are awesome, and they have been a huge asset. They didn't you know, work with me on the design team. They, they declined. Uh, the opportunity for that because they felt uh, more comfortable as a, a developer and sort of a, a um, asset type person. Um, but they have been instrumental in helping us uh, produce the kind of quality product that we wanted to put out. Awesome. Well, it's good to hear those other names definitely give them some recognition for the effort that they put in. Definitely. And we definitely wanted to say thank you, Logan. And thank you to everybody that's been helping Logan out with this. Yeah, huge thank you. It's been so much fun to have something new again. Yeah, and we're definitely looking forward to the next few months as we try and get everything prepped for the big dance in August. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can start doing some tabletop simulator tournaments once we uh, once we get those files out. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, that we're sort of the central location for wild players and i don't think that's going to be true until we get some like consistent crosstalk with the the reddit group um because it's not a huge group but there are people active there and uh i'd like to to get those sort of two uh solar systems to collide that that makes sense and so redditors out there because i know we're we're posting over there and i'm personally trying to be more active there as well just to to mm -hmm. keep things going and try and, as you said, cross-pollinate, so to speak, between the two groups. So, Redditors, if husband can figure out Facebook, albeit not very well, you can do it too. 
I'm, I'm trying with Facebook. I'm trying. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so before we sign off, uh, again, we wanted to say one more big thank you yeah. to everybody, Logan and everybody on your team. We're looking forward to everything. And yeah. wait. Thank you so much, Logan, for being with us today. We really appreciate you taking more of your time to help promote the WOW TCG, even though you've already spent so much time doing everything else so far. So thank uh, you. Well, would I rather be working? Uh, I mean, I guess <laughs> I am working. So, <laughs> moot point. It's but a different I do, I do love it. Uh, I... I am doing this for myself as much as anybody else because I, I want to have people play this wonderful game with. Awesome. Same with us. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it definitely helps that you're drawing everybody in with this. So. so thank you again. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming out. And as we say, I'm wife. I'm husband. And I'm Logan. <laughs> Thanks, for everybody. So for all other things Random's Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random's Thoughts. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomsthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>